Hello, buddy. I am FTA. I'm TV. And welcome to another episode of the FTCR Patreon exclusive podcast, Turkey Dazzle Yes Friend. Um, to get some uh, the FTCR housekeeping out of the way, this week we recorded a lot more Rayman 2. Okay, now we're done. Now we're done. <laughs> um, I am really looking forward to that. It was, um, this week it was just me, Smoothies, David the Lurk, and Miwa. Oh, shit. Because we recorded it while uh, Stefan was playing Jetset Radio Future for Sakathon. So mm-hmm. I joined in for that for a few hours, and then um, at the point, it was a lot of fun. I think we have six or so parts left, maybe. So I'm not sure if we'll do it in one or we'll do oh, it in two. You. But we'll get that. I think we want to get that done as soon as possible, because that's a, that's a lot of fun, that LP. Um, yeah. And... <laughs> As we're speaking, I am currently exporting. Uh, is it one, two, five, five new parts? Excuse me, I'm dying. <laughs> five new parts of the oh, Spiral Three. <laughs> God damn, I'm dying. Uh, five new parts of a Spiral Three LP, and that has the uh, Quest for Pizza mini arc. That was a lot of fun. Fuck, I know, right? Um, there's also going to be, by the time this is up, either you guys should have been linked or they'll be uploading five parts of Spiral 3 and the missing part four of Simpsons Hit and Run, which TJ and I re-recorded. Um, we were going to do some Sonic Says today, and unfortunately, uh, Bobu um, wasn't able to make it, so we're going to have to push it back. We were going to record a episode with the first four issues of IDW. And then a first episode of something comic. But part of me is glad we pushed it back. One, because TJ hasn't even read AW yet. Which surprised me. I, I thought you were picking that up. I The first time I've been to Packrat in like six months was when we went to Bobby's booth. We were at HeroesCon. They had them. We could have bought them all in like half the price. I could, but then he, he sold out of them, didn't he? No, man, he had shit that left. Oh, I forgot. Because he was selling them for two bucks a pop. That's why we got those really, like, oh. the really rare ones that Jono paid over a hundred bucks for and I got for two. Get Ricky wrecked! I didn't know that. <laughs> oh. <coughs> and we're giving it away on, on sets. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Because apparently, IDW just sent in like like a box of them, of like random covers and stuff. So he got some of the real ones. But yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, this week we aim to do more more Rayman. Hopefully, at the weekend we next weekend, so the week's not from here. TJ and I plan to also do more hit and run. Yeah, yeah a couple of those ones. I'm gonna try and get in contact with David the Looker. Um, and try and figure out a day for him to come over here to us so we can finally do a new Dimension Returns. We'll do Batman and Robin. Okay. And then we'll finally record some of the freaking pup named Scooby Day. We've been turning it off, off for too long. Yeah. What What I might say we do is <laughs> just not do it. Is, no, because they unlocked it. Is re, <laughs> if this week, rewatch episode one. And next week, we'll do a turkey dazzle, some hit and run, and we'll do the first, we'll record the first episode okay. of Couch Buds. Because um, I think we should we should get that one done. Um, we should get a season of Couch Buds done in general. Yes, again, I think we're not, we won't be uploading any of these, aside from to the Patreon, until we record recorded all 13. Mm-hmm. Once they're all recorded, then I will start uh, scheduling them to go live. Um online uh a new thing i'm toying with as, as well is because we i generally because you know we spent the money to get them for the hosting and those websites and everything i'm thinking of uh so like episode ones of so like episode one of couch budge will go up in this entirety on on the website as we as we typically do with these things mm-hmm. but i'm thinking moving forward with different episodes uploading maybe say 20 minutes and then be like for the, for the full episode go download it so that way because Typically speaking, and I'll to give you a real peek behind the curtains, and I'll um, do not pay attention to the LP behind the <laughs> curtain. I I forget uh, the the technical term for it is escaping me, 
but when we look at our numbers behind the scenes, our typical retention time is about 20 minutes huh. per part. Okay. So say say if a video is like 40 minutes, after about 20 minutes, most people will, will drop out. That's why for our LPs, we've been like, we don't want to go, sorry, <laughs> audacity froze, it's like, oh shit, is that going to go there? Um, so that's why for our LP parts, we typically try to keep them on 20 minutes, because we found that's, that's... I thought the universe froze for a second, and I was about to be like, oh, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> not again, not again, I've killed again! So that's why we try to keep our LP parts around 20 minutes, obviously for things like uh, panels and things, that you know, those go, I'll go longer for a reason, but we try to keep our, our non-special you know, videos for... Uh, so yeah, I think moving forward we'll probably do that. So here's to... an idea. Oh god, what? <laughs> For uh, couch buds, should we do one episode a season where it's a uh, an actual commentary? Like the probably we'll figure out what the best episode is, like the one that we can talk the most about, and then do one special episode per season where we it's just a commentary. Do you mean like? So, so say for Pop Name Scooby Doo, let's say we chose the first episode. Okay. Would we do a regular episode and then a commentary, or would that episode just the be episode a commentary? The episode would just be the commentary. Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can. Uh, may, maybe we'll save that for the season finale. Okay. Uh, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't necessarily be the season finale every. Every season. Every season, but yeah, but we could. Uh, we could. One one particular episode, if we find that there's multiple things we can talk about, like. Fucking Velma's creepy skateboard face. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but yeah, we'll... Uh, <laughs> fucked up, some movies. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll try and do something like that. So, because uh, again, it, it's been, you know, I, 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 I did say we'd start working couch buds once. The podcast are up and down the rough now, so I don't have, oh, a, I don't have an excuse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They've, they've been up now for like almost two months. It was like... <laughs> but you should told people we were working on it. <laughs> So we'll get that. Uh, she told people I was editing it. That's why. <laughs> that's why it's taken seven years. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll start work on on that soon. Um, I in my spare time now, I'm gonna start updating the website. Stefan gave me a bunch of the uh, images to use, so I'll start making the site look better. We'll start adding more drop down menus, more things like that. Um, it's still our website, so there's nothing new. Yeah, do, it's so it's like it's like. Putting makeup on a, on, a, on a shit snowman, just 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 a snowman made of just straight feces. Beautiful. <laughs> um, so yeah, so my god, I think uh, we officially got a panel at Fan Jam. Um, you think we did? I think I did. <laughs> I thought they announced that. Ah, we have a panel at Fan Jam. So anyone who's going to be in the area, please come down. Um, just like we thought you were Hellfire Cops. <laughs> <laughs> um. The panel is going to be doing a live kind of review of Sonic Live, the one of the more the, one of the more infamous issues of the Archie Sonic canon. It's a uh, it, it's a doozy. And but we, anyway, we all expect to be um, sued by Ken Penders after the event, so um, that'd be fun. Um, from what I understand, we're also going to have a booth slash table during the proceedings, which uh, we're going to be doing some things. I'm sure what we'll do, we'll do, we'll do something. We, I'll, print out, I'll, I'll print out a bunch of my Eddie Lamar headshots. <laughs> I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just give them to give people. Them away. <laughs> we may just stick Chris there. Because he, he doesn't read the books. You know, he'll, be, he'll be less than useless during the panel. Chris reads them about as much as I do. You read more than he does. That's fair. Well, then get out, get out of Sonic Says then. You ain't welcome there no more. But I like doing Sonic Says. No, anymore you don't. I yeah, Red IDW. I don't think that's your <laughs> it's your choice to make. It's my it's my podcast. Yes, it is. No, I meant you're you choosing whether or not I enjoy it. <laughs> you don't enjoy it anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why didn't you buy more shoes when you're a pack rat? Huh? Why didn't you buy an issue when you're a pack rat? Because I had to go visit my grandma. You're a pack rat for a while. You could have had taken ten seconds to get those issues out. I was talking to Babu, and I, I paid for those paid for the the things, and he wouldn't give them to me. That then, bastard, and then he's still waiting on your commission from two years ago. Did you see he posted a preview of it? About fucking time. Did, did you see it? I see it. Didn't you also pay for Colcast to be in that thing? I think, I, think, I think the problem was that the the times that we've talked about it, I'm just so used to, it's like one word, scratch grounder coconuts, that every time I say it, I say scratch grounder and coconuts, but I don't think I ever, I, I think I only specified scratch and grounder. Oh yeah, but I don't want to back. What? It's late. I'm on my way back. 
take the image, take his money, and then burn his house down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do we look like, man? Magellan? <laughs> Magellan? Um, that's more of a Columbus thing to do. <laughs> waka waka. Oh, I hate you. So, um, I think that that's a lot of the uh, behind the scenes stuff. But so, for our topic this week, we we're trying to figure out what to talk about. And then before we start recording, stop breaking down the fourth wall. That's the point of this podcast, you mook. <laughs> Naturally, we just we just end up going to a topic. We have to talk about Spider Man, but we're trying to avoid Spider Man. Oh yeah, this uh, you know before we get before we get to that one, my one Spider Man comment of the week. So I'm not <laughs> sure if you saw it. It was a tweet that made me laugh so hard. It was uh, with all with all of of these uh, cancelled cartoons being being brought brought back. <laughs> people were waiting for this one. It's a it's a, it's a frame of spectacular Spider Man of. Peter Parker looking into the air and just screaming, I'm waiting! It's like, yes! When's Spectacular Spider-Man Season 3? But that will never happen. Why? Because, I mean, that's, that was the whole reason why Spectacular went away in the first place. So, okay, so, uh, 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 behind the scenes of, of studio in, into politics, which kind of kind of timely what we're probably Disney buying Fox, and that just spinning the end of the world, you know it. So... Uh, Marvel, so we got Marvel in the, in the 90s sold movie rights of Spider-Man hmm. to Sony. Well, they tried to give them everybody, right? Yes, and but Sony, being idiots, didn't want them all. <laughs> Literally, Sony, I think it was Marvel offered Sony their entire catalog for something like $20 million. And Sony were like, nah, we'll just pay, we'll just pay that much for Spider-Man. It's like, you guys are fucking morons. You know, it's also... I mean, it's also fortuitous because it would have fucked everything up. We, the MCU would not have existed as we know it. Eh, you know, uh, no, nope, the, the, the first the first Raimi trilogy, on the whole, decent. It's just Spider-Man Three you, is you, just a black mar. Yeah, but you it. like Amazing Spider-Man too, so what do you know? How many times do we have to go over this? <laughs> I'm talking about as a movie. That movie's terrible. Hey, yes, you may like you may like Spider-Man in it. You, you and I both agree that the Spider-Man parts in Amazing Spider-Man 2 are really good. Yeah, but as a movie, like, it's, I love Andrew Garfield in that movie. I love Emma Stone and Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. They're not good enough to save that movie. I get it. You still rank it like this is your second favorite Spider-Man movie. Is it? You know, commentary, I think you, you rented it second after Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I'd still say it is. Because, I mean, there's a lot about Spider-Man 1 that I don't like. Um, especially the Green Goblin. Like, I like Willem Dafoe, but I don't like... I would I would even say Amazing Spider-Man 1 as a movie is better than Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's fair. Although I hate the lizard, so... Do you hate the lizard just because it, it lacks a snout? Yep. Yep, yeah, I can yep. see that. I like my lizard to be a crocodilian. Although you could make the case he's been more authentic to his original appearance. You could. But it was probably just you because could. Sony were like, he needs to look human. I, I guarantee you there was a studio now where they said they did actually look more human. Human. So to go back to what a, a, a long tangent in this Spider-Man-less podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> in the 90s, Marvel sells the movie rights and the television rights to Sony. Which was obviously after Spider- the first Spider-Man movie came out. It was the first movie in history to break $100 million in a weekend. Hmm. And now that is kind of seen as... Kind of average. the no, it's not not the average. That's kind of seen as a marker of of a movie being a blockbuster. Oh, okay. If it breaks the hundred million, and of course now you get movies like like Star Wars and say Avengers, where they'll cross like two or three hundred million in a weekend. Um, yeah, there's, there's also a thing with the way movies are now. In fact, there are so many movies coming out, so many blockbusters that's so it's it's um it's kind of almost at the standard that you will plunge in your second weekend. Like fifty percent or something, something like Batman v Superman. I think plunged like seventy five percent, which is a big. That's that's a drop bigger than normal. Because obviously at that point, you know, word of mouth gets out or like a new movie comes out, so they'll go see that instead. But so Sony has Spider Man, and and the reason why TV rights are important is because after Spider Man one, you get the MTV Spider Man. Yeah. Or as me and my friend Matt would like to call it, Porno Spider-Man. Yep. That soundtrack is so fantastic and I love it. It's real good. 
Um, that comes out and uh, only lasted the season. Uh, it was a bit. That, that is the most adult Spider-Man um, because there's sex. Know, there's this, you know well, illusions. They don't see it, but yeah, there's heavily implied sex. There's bad language. There's more violence and bleeding and blood and stuff like that. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's storytelling, not the best. There's, it, I think you know it's like if if, right. if Spider-Man is if Peter Parker is so afraid to be with Mary Jane out of fear for her safety. Why is he dating Indy? Because he's racist. I guess white people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, think about it. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it, it looks good. It looks really good. It's got the you know, decent voice cast, good action. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris is still my, like, when I'm reading a, a Spider-Man you go, you go Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. He, he, was a, he was a good choice. It's just, it's a, it's a real shame we didn't get a second season. I remember growing up, that was like, one of the best DVD sets because it was like it was loaded it was one of the only DVD releases of a TV show and this may not mean much to anyone that I can think of especially for a show that is marketed as like a kids TV show even though it really wasn't that had as an audio option DTS sound which was back back in the DVD era that was like like the the, the highest audio you, you could get it's like it was it was so good, like, you needed, unless you had a speaker system, you wouldn't even play properly. Mm-hmm. So I remember, because I, I had a speaker in my old bedroom, so I was just like, it was, you know, it looked really good. Uh, commentary episode, a bunch of DVD features. The first Spider-Man DVD had a subtitle, where it would um, pop up with, like, random facts, and every episode had one of those. Oh. So it was, a lot of effort was put into that, and I was always bugged, because it ends on a cliffhanger. Always bummed, you never got season two. Yeah. Um, Straight. And then we go to Spider-Man Two, one of the best, one of the best superheroes, that's in my opinion, action movies ever. Yeah, really, really good. You could, you could make the case. Doctor Octopus doesn't really act like Doctor Octopus from books. Doctor Octopus. You can make the case that you know, he, he's much more sympathetic in yes. Spider-Man Two. Yeah, which, which, which again, it has to do. Yeah, I, I you know, um, you, well, you know, don't technically have to, but I understand why they did it. It works. It, it, it was one, one, of my, one of my favorite versions of that character. Yeah. Um, it's, I still think I mean, one shit, of the, they even make Green Goblin sympathetic. You're never supposed to feel for Norman Osborn. You're supposed to be like, Norman Osborn, you're, you're, you're a piece of shit. I wouldn't go that far. But what do you mean? They kind of soften him a little bit, but he's still a dick. Even before he takes the gas, he's still a dick to his son and everyone. Is he, though? Because you kind of feel like you kind of feel like he is. They give off the impression that he. Wait, is... you know, you know, I'll give you that. There is, there is, there is the point where he says to Harry, like, "Don't blame me for being." Yeah, I, I, I take that a little bit. There's a scene where he asked to be dropped off, like down down the road, and then like, yeah. Osborne's like, "Like just because I'm rich, don't be a dick to me," type of thing. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 I see. I, you know, I, I see well, I mean, it's also you, the the moments where he's he's being a jerk to people. You get the impression that it's because he's under all that pressure from, uh, uh, you know, from from working. You almost have shot the first. <laughs> I'm surprised that isn't memed more. It's like a fuck. thing. <laughs> the fuck, goblin bragging. We have to stop talking about Spider-Man. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh yeah, okay, okay, fuck it. To get the, to cut a long to cut a long story short, eventually, spectacular Spider-Man TV show comes out. Really fucking good show. Talk about it before. During, from what I understand, when when Marvel were sorry, when when Sony wanted to attain the rights for the Amazing series, uh-huh. apparently, what they say is in order for Sony to keep on to that contract longer, mm-hmm. they gave Marvel back the TV rights to Spider Man, mm. which is why Spectacular ended, and it's because technically, like with MTV Spider Man. Sony owns part of that, so yes, it, it's a Marvel property. So obviously, Marvel owns the intellectual rights. But in terms of the that specific version of Spider-Man, Sony owns a part of Spectacular and MTV Spider-Man, which is why when Marvel got the rights back, it's from a business perspective, I completely understand them being like, "We'll do their own thing." So we own it one hundred percent. I get that. It's just a shame that that is so many people were pointed at being like the definitive. Animated Spider-Man, or just kind of, kind of like how a lot of people will say Batman the animated series is just being the best Batman period. A lot of people will cite Spectacular Spider-Man 
as just being the best Spider-Man period. Yeah. Because um, it's really fucking good. Again, like MTV Spider-Man, left on a cliffhanger. Not as depressing as the MTV Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, uh, Spectacular has some elements of closure. Somewhat, um, In fact, yeah. I would... Well, you know what? I would, with the with the exception of the Harry Osborn plotline... Yeah. It, it, it's fairly decently tied up, kind of. You know, because Norman Osborn being alive, it's like, you know, if, if that was the last episode ever, and, and say they did it in a way where Peter and Gwen ended up together, mm-hmm. and they still ended with that, he's alive, I think that would be a fine ending. You know, so that in, in and of itself is it's the, you know, Peter and Gwen can't be together. And they subtly hint at Harry turning to the dark side, you know, because he knows about all that shit now, so he might be... Green Goblin, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, that is... And then, again, unfortunately, Ultimate Spider-Man, the show that Disney... Sorry, that Marvel created first, is pretty shit. Yup. And it's like, Paul Dini... What happened? Why are you so good on DC, but so bad at Marvel? Because both Ultimate Spider-Man and Hulk and Agents of Smash... Oh, dumpster fire. I forgot about that. Hulk and the Angel Smash is, is... Again, we went, we went over this before, but you take She-Hulk. Uh, you take She-Hulk, uh, one of Marvel's best... You know, characters. Just characters in general. Like, her her Tovishu um, run from a couple years back, which it's just her as a lawyer, there's, there's very few, like, super, super villain fighting, is amazing. She, she's, you know, an incredibly well-rounded, complex character. And one of her, you know, one of her more defining attributes is she's a lawyer. She's very intelligent. But now nah, she's, she's a stunt driver. She's a stunt driver. And you, you know why she's a stunt driver? Why? Because her skin's green. They don't got to use green screen. They can just use her skin to remove her digitally. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so that's why we won't ever get. That's why it's very unlikely we'll see a season three of Spectacular. Unlike Young Justice, which came back, and uh, Star Wars Rebels was announced to come back at Comic Con, which that's on my ever going list of shows I need to check out because I, everyone tells me that Clone Wars starts off very slow. Did you get any Tarkovsky but in gets, series? No, but I had the idea. That, that's actually really good. That's actually really good. Um. The CG one where everyone looks like puppets, but uh, yeah, yeah, everyone told me when you get to like seasons two or three, or whatever, it gets really good, really good. But to backtrack on this twenty minutes we, on this detour we just spent, um, we were <laughs> we were talking before we started. We were talking about rise of, of the, the teenage, teenage mutant, mutant ninja, ninja turtles, turtles, teenage mutant ninja turtles. It was on a half show talking about rise. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was a show where, um, I know I did, I can't, I can't remember too much, but... Turtles DJ. counting off, one, two, three, four, it's a wrong turtles. series. But, um, that was a show where, uh, that's, Rise of the Human T has, has reminded me not to judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Because it looked, to me, from when they first revealed the character designs, to, like, some more production artwork, even to when they revealed the first trailer... I was just like, this looks like fucking trash. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I fucking love it. Yeah. They, it doesn't officially premiere until September 17th, but they, on their website. And on their app. On their app. And on the YouTube channel, they just released the first episode on the mm-hmm. YouTube channel. And on their app and their website, there's three more, um, smaller episodes. And, I really, really like it. Yep. It's, it it seems to me what Turtles might be doing. It's what um, the Transformers series kind of does now, where they'll have for their shows they have like a quote unquote traditional show, and then they'll have a show that kind of just goes crazy, and then they'll have a traditional show in, in the sense that it, it sticks very closely to what. <laughs> Essentially, when I say the show, I mean it kind of been going back to a more G one esque show. Okay. So you get like uh, G one, and then Beast Wars, out there, different show, different cast characters, set in the same universe, and have you blah blah blah. 
we don't, we don't, we don't talk about baseball machines. And then you get, like, say, um, Amada kind of goes back to that G1 style. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lump the entire Unicron trilogy as one. Yeah. As a whole. So, like, yeah, yeah. all traditional. Then you get animated. Yeah. That feels like Rise. You know, incredibly different stylized um, uh, designs. They've kind of revamped some of the characters. Optimus Prime is now younger. He's, you know, a, a new leader. He's no mm-hmm. very little, little experience. The, the Decepticons are a much bigger threat. Kind of the like, thing I didn't like about animated was, was how badly it was animated. No, I don't like. I don't like. I don't like the smaller team size. Mm. That's something that I do actually like because it, it um allows more character. Although normally with with, with say Beast Wars animated and Prime, they mm-hmm. start with a little character um, team numbers and then they grow. Mm-hmm. They get a lot bigger as a show. I think I just wanted more than three. And then I didn't want... What do you mean? Uh, anime started with, with five. Five. Who was the... Autobots. Who was the... Uh, so Optimus, Optimus Bumblebee. Prime, Bumblebee, Ratchet, Prowl, and Bulkhead. Oh, I animated, anima- and... Animated introduced the character of Bulkhead to the um, franchise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eh, I don't like Bulkhead that much. I prefer, actually prefer him in Prime. He's a list of an idiot. He's, he's okay. actually voiced by Patrick Starr in... Well, Patrick Starr's voice actor in yeah, Animated. Yeah. Um... What was I going with this? You're talking about um, how <coughs> oh, the, yeah. turtle shows are going with the Transformers. And then, oh, that's what I, I assume they're going to do. Okay. Um, and then, obviously, after that, you got Prime, which I think Prime is the pinnacle of Transformers shows. It kind of took everything that was good about G1 and make... Prime feels very similar to me how uh, the first Nickelodeon turtle show does, where on its very basic premise, it's almost like the original AT show, mm. but if you brought it down to its premise, obviously CG is one thing. Uh, better written, you could argue, a more emphasis on character and story, and it, it pulls from all these different sections of the franchise. So, like, um, Prime would take you know, things from from a G1, obviously, you know, uh, then it would take things from the comic books, like, say, how they introduced... Unicron and Primus, it would, you know, you'd have other uh, small things from, say, like the Dark Star, say, the Star Sabres from the old Japanese shows, all the little things from different parts of the franchise kind of make this one kind of collective show. Uh, Nick, TMNT 12 is very similar. On, on the surface, it borrows the most from the 80s show, mm-hmm. the cartoon specifically. But it, it would bring in references from Slight references from like uh, the movies and for kids show in certain you know and some of the more obscure things from like the comic books and the toy line again to kind of make this whole like if you if you were to show a character like what represents the franchise as a as a whole the best I would probably show the Nick uh, Team and T and Transformers Prime because that kind of encompasses a lot of the franchise. The designs of Prime. I don't. I don't like the character designs. In Prime I love the character designs in Prime because it, it's it's like G one mixed with the movie, but it doesn't look shit. Like G, uh, Prime Megatron might be my favorite Megatron design in the whole of Megatron. Megatronus. Megatronus. Mega Megatronus. Um, so yeah, I fucking love that uh, design. But yeah, so those are the ones I, I would probably. Although I grew up with Armada. So. Yeah, what do you know? Yeah, yeah, helicopter. Dumbass cyclone loving motherfucker. Cyclone oh, I, I, do, I do love that cyclonus. That's my favorite. He's so dumb. You're looking at Transformers Prime designs. Yeah, I think it's I think it's because you and Jonathan just loved um, Soundwave in a uh, Prime. And she's a badass. He, like he no. doesn't say anything. I love him in Prime. Nope, I don't like that. Why? I don't like it at all. <laughs> Is it just because he doesn't transform into a boombox? Yeah. No, that's not the only reason. I don't, like, like, I don't like that he doesn't talk either. But he, he talks. Well, okay, I don't... I don't like the design either. I well, just... a lot of them are different. You know, it's like Starscream. Like, Starscream is my favorite character in the entire franchise of Transformers. Yeah. And his, his prime design looks nothing like Starscream should look like. Mm. But I fucking love it. The way he, he's written... 
Steve Bloom's voice. Like ever that might be my favorite. He's sometimes a bit too cowardly for my liking, but on the whole, I love that version of Starscream. Um I think Starscream is one word, yeah, I guess. Well, I found it anyway, so there you go. <laughs> so yeah, and then um after Prime on the third on the Transformer side, um you got um uh, Robots in Disguise. Yeah. It was very, you know, out there where we're now uh, Bumblebee's the leader. It's not well received, is it? I didn't care for it. I watched the episode, didn't much care for it. It went back to that kind of Transformers Energon-esque where it's kind of so shady, but it, it feels like it's missing frames. Hmm. Which reminds me of any time Japan does, like, so shaded CGI that I've seen. Not all, I haven't seen every single Japanese so shaded CGI thing, but everyone I've seen, like, say, Batman Ninja or the Godzilla ones or have you, it always just looks like they're missing frames. Yeah, that's movie star screen. No, <laughs> thank you. It just looks like they're missing frames. So it's like, wh- wh- why not animate it to not have that? Look, what, what are you doing? Maybe. Um, but yeah, that's just... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that's just that's me. So yeah. Can you uh, please not do that? Please. Big, big fan of Transformers Prime. I, I go back and revisit that once every few years. Big, big fan of, of that series. Um... Yeah, so what about Rise then do you enjoy? I think it's super well written. Um, I especially like the dynamic between all the turtles. And mm-hmm. I think that you and I, you and I both were saying that um, aside from Mikey, who hasn't had really like a standout moment yet in the show, um, I think I think this this we said that these are our favorite versions of Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo. I say, well, it's it a bit, bit too early to tell, but if things go on as, as they have, then mm-hmm. it, it's possible. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of the only one I don't, Calgary, I don't much care for Splinter, but we haven't seen yeah. a lot of him. And another thing which I, I can understand from a studio position, I, so episode one throws you into it. Turtles are who they are, they're already hanging out of April, you know, yep. there is no backstory, which I understand because the the uh, last Turtles show just ended, I think it was earlier this year, or maybe at the very end of last year. Yeah. So, very quick turnaround between shows. So, from that point, it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, Civil War, Spider-Man and Civil War. They don't bother you giving a explanation of Uncle Ben. Yeah. Or like who he is, what have you. <laughs> they don't Which, mention him at all. <laughs> don't mention him by name, but he's clearly referenced. Yeah. Um, it's a thing where... It makes sense in the current climate not to do that, but mm-hmm. in something like, say, a hundred years, if someone was, was to ignore the other Spider-Man and just watch the MCU, Spider-Man would make no sense. You act like Earth is still going to be a planet <laughs> in a hundred years. Likewise with Rise. It makes sense in in, in the sense that as, as, uh, as a franchise, it's almost redundant to have a big thing explaining things again, but... If this is your first series, because every series is going to, it's like Stanley said about comic books, every comic is somebody's first. Mm-hmm. If this is your first Turtle show, or again, if say 20 years from now, this is your first introduction to the franchise, mm-hmm. things won't really make sense. Which um, that I assume that's what they're going for, and also that they're going just for like fun goofiness. Yeah. Um, which makes sense, you know. It's, I'm loving the writing. The only thing. I guess the only thing I'm curious about, which uh, maybe they, they won't even even tap into it, is is Splinter Hamato Yoshi? I don't think they'll even acknowledge it. Which is a bit of a shame. A bit of a shame. I guess. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's really funny. It's um, it's a lot of laughs. I'm yeah, li- I'm it like, is really funny. I <laughs> we, we were was not expecting how but... I was not expecting to laugh as much as I did. I was watching it. I, I, um, I woke up at lunch, and our lunchroom is just like this big open atrium. So I'm sitting in, in like the corner, like watching like a children's cartoon on my phone, laughing at it. So it's just, it, the thing that broke me was fucking when, when these two goons in the first episode come up to the turtles and April, which is a weird kind of weird dog creature, and they're like, give me the dog, the dog bag, or we'll destroy you. And April, and Bob Raphael goes like, He's trying to step to our friends, big mistake. And he just goes, and if you try to step to my friends, but stepping to me for st- stepping to you, 
then you're going to have to step to me, okay? That fucking broke me. Like, <laughs> I, I am not doing that line justice. They they released it in in um in one of the like, recent trailers they released for April Nil. Uh-huh. And it didn't work as well. I was like, I, like, something about it felt off. So I went back and watched the episode. They they took out two little moments of her stuttering. Which I'm like, to me, that sells it. Those little bits, she's like, step, st- step to me? Like that's it's it's a very small subtle thing which some people may not even make a difference to. But I was like that. I mean that makes them when she's like, like what the fuck am I saying? Like <laughs> you better step to me, okay? Like ah, <laughs> oh, so fucking funny, man. I loved it. I think I think my favorite line. Well, the one thing that we one the one that we both loved was a. Uh, Right, right before that happens. Give me, give me, you cannot intimidate me even with your fake nerd voices. No, no, not that one. It's when it's. It's actually my real voice. When, when, what's, what's wrong with my voice? When they're pretending to be the uh, the sci-fi kids, and then Donnie's just like, <laughs> Donnie's like, yes, we are uh, humans who lost. We are normal our... everyday humans who got lost on our way to do ordinary normal human sci-fi things. Sci-fi convention. Nailed, nailed it. <laughs> Immediately, he's like so happy. Leo's like, "This is why you have to go to practice." I like Michelangelo's pretty nifty alien turtle costumes. Am I right? (laughs) And then, then, but I think my favorite line of the whole show or the whole episode, the first one, is when Raph is trying to open the portal, and um, they're like, "They're like, yeah," because I mean, uh. If Raph screws up, then we've uh, lost our best friend April forever. And then they keep, they keep zooming in when, when somebody says something else that's supposed to intimidate. Like, Mikey, him. don't say that. You get you get self conscious. Yeah, and when he gets self conscious, you can smell his fear. <laughs> don't talk about my fear stink. <laughs> Raph whips around and goes, "Stop talking about my fear stink." It's so good. And then, and then immediately after that, when they go through the portal, and Tony goes, "Raph, I can smell your amazement stink." <laughs> Tony has some of the best lines, I think. Again, when, yep. they're, when they're in that uh, old, like underground cabin thing, and Mike Lanzas is like, where are we? And he goes, well, according to my calculations, we're in some kind of nexus point in the, in the multiverse. And April Lewis goes, uh, actually, I think we're in some kind of hidden uh, city underneath New York. And the camera pans out to see New York above them. And Tony just goes, that would have been my second guess. <laughs> His, you know, it's voice card. I, I'm not, I, aside from... Ben Schwartz as Leonardo, who most people would probably recognize as John Raphael from Parks and Rec. Or, if you're watching DuckTales, he is Dewey. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's Blue Boy. Yeah. Which one am I? The, b- b- Bluey? Bluey? <laughs> Huey? Louie? The third one? <laughs> Do I fucking love DuckTales? I, I, I'm caught up on DuckTales now. I fucking, I, that show is so good. I haven't. I haven't watched DuckTales since the first episode. What the fuck, man? I can't. It's like 20 episodes. When is it on? I don't know. I watch it legally online. That's okay. That's what I need to do. Then. I'll give you a link off of that. Okay, thank um, you. I, I plan, if they release season six, I'm going to buy them because that's what I, I typically you know they're do. not going to. The, the show, the, 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 whoever's in power of children's cartoon shows are very, very rarely anymore do you have a competent, like. I, I, I will say. The last Nickelodeon show. Not in seasonal sets, but they would come out in order. Okay. Yes. Not bad. But, and they released that DVD that had the episodes that hadn't premiered yet. I think sometimes they did that to, like, sell, like, to boost up sales. Yeah. You know, it's just like, hey, look at this. I'm surprised they didn't do that with the, um... Because they, they had that season out of order. Because hmm. they ended that season with the Beaver and Rocksteady. Which I can I can only assume they did that because the last the, the literal last episode is incredibly depressing. Oh Jesus! It, it's set in the future. Uh-huh. It's called Raphael Mutant Apocalypse. Okay. Well, like the it's like Mad Max. Like oh. there's no more humans. It's just mutants, hmm. and it's kind of it ends it ends on a somewhat happy note because all the turtles are together again. But they all with the exception of Raphael, they all like mutated. They all like Donatello's a robot. And Michelangelo's like old and sickly, and it's very odd. It's a very weird way to end it. Mm-hmm. I, I can only assume it's just like, I'm just gonna. The executive producer, I believe, was called Cyril Neri. I can only assume it's just like, it's my last episode, I'm gonna go fucking mental with this one. And it, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's pretty violent. It's, it's one of the, uh, 
They don't show it on on screen, but they clearly imply Raphael just stabbed someone in the leg. Jesus, <laughs> which is which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a rise. What the? Why the fuck did I talk about? Oh yeah, the the um, DVDs. So again, I could, I think they started putting some some of the DVDs out. And I think they're in, in. I don't mind if they don't do seasonal sets as long as if they do it in volumes and the episodes are in order. I can get those. Uh, that's what I did, did with her. I prefer. Yeah. It's like with um Disney, they just did the Gravity Falls Beast collection. Yeah, that's Although true. Apparently, the creator had to fight for that. Yeah. Apparently, he, he apparently he went to this and like, let me do this, please. Mm-hmm. Which I, I need to get that. I need to pick that up because I've I've heard cho- a lot of good things about Gravity Falls. Jonathan showed me the first three episodes. I really enjoyed it. Also, it's done by Shaft Factory, who yeah. I'm a big fan of their work. I've yep. been I've been praying that they get the rights to do the four kids Nickelodeon um, the team and T show. Because they've worked with Nickelodeon before, they put out Rockers Modern Life, you know, with all the classic Nicktoons. So they have, you know, that Rockers Modern Life set is, is good. Was a lifesaver. They have experience doing long form shows like the original Transformers, mm-hmm. GI Joe, Power Rangers. They have experience with doing these, you know, seasonal sets and a big box set. Actually, some of my favorite box sets are Shout Factory. The Trans- home movies, home movies, mm-hmm. special edition. Um, speaking of which, I need to. I need to bring that over sometime. You know, I need to watch some home I movies. I watch home movies. It's good. Because I, I think that's set to our print now, isn't it? No, no. Well, the special edition is. But the, okay. the, the you can still buy, like, the complete series. What was in the special edition? That's not in the regular one. See, I think at the time when I bought the special edition, the full, the complete series box set wasn't a thing. Like, it was, that was the only way that you could get. It was either you buy the individual seasons or you buy the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. So, in retrospect, the collector's edition isn't that great. Because I think it was, like, 80 bucks. You got, you got all this, you got the entire show. And you got, um... I think there was some sort of like special features DVD, and then you got a tote bag that had Coach McGurk on I'm it. Shit with that crap. I know, and then you also got like a, a movie clacker. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes Shark Factory do that with their. So I guess they're doing a a complete like Power Rangers, like a Mighty Morphin Blu-ray set. Yeah. Yes. And um, they're putting for the first time ever the original movies gonna be on Blu-ray, just in that set, and a lot of. I'm sure at some point down the line they'll release a separate one, but a lot of people are like, well, what's the point? Because, like, the original TV show won't look any better. It was shot on... It was a low-budget thing in the 90s, so that won't look any better on Blu-ray. Yeah. So, and people already bought that set a bunch of times, and so it's... it's Again, I, I have a lot of respect for the factory as a company, but it's just... Thinking of that way, they must know some people will, will rebuy that set just to get that one disc on Blu-ray. Yeah, type for of thing. sure. Um... Yeah, so hopefully we'll get, you know, DuckTales will get, get a thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Oh, and it looks like we're about to get a special guest. <gasps> hey, I'm making his turkey <laughs> dazzle yes friend premiere. Looks like my little boy's walking out. What's up, champ? <laughs> hey, bud, bud. Can I come see with Dada? Hey, yeah, but... We're talking about DuckTales, champions, and Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Shows that are designed for you, but 30-year-old men like Daddy and Uncle TJ watch instead. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get something about that. Because we get all the jokes. <laughs> Speaking of Rise, the amount of, of whiny, nerd shitheads I've seen complain. But what is April No Black for? Uh, who cares? Did you, did you see? Um, I, I felt... I, f- I felt embarrassment for um, this doofus who was talking to uh, Tracy, because Tracy, when that was, because uh, they they debuted a trailer. I don't know why they did that. They debuted a trailer at Comic Con for the show, and then like immediately, Arise. yeah, and then immediately after Comic Con, they actually released those ep- all those episodes online. Yeah. So I don't know why they didn't just like do that, but um, uh, when the trailer came out, Tracy. Um, posted how he was like he was like this looks really fun i actually really like this and this guy was like no the personality of the turtles is completely lost bye buddy thanks for stopping in (laughs) bye buddy (laughs) but yeah he's he's going on this rant and he's like talking about that and then tracy was like I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that I think that you know the essence of the turtles is is still there, and 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 you know each character is defined in a way that 
it's reminiscent of like the other inter iterations and stuff. And this guy was just like, no, no, no. It's, it's a thing where if, if you really break it down, and if, if, if we take, if we ignore the comic books for a moment, because I see most people who watch the shows haven't read those. So if we yeah. have, say, 80 show, movies, four kids, uh, Nickelodeon, uh, CZ show, and then Rise. No, I mean, they, no two turtles of the same name act the same. Really, spe- I mean, yeah, they had the thing where, like, Donatello's always, always, always a smart one. Yeah. Always, you know, the one who makes stuff. But, say, like, in the does 80s. machines, if you will. It does, you can make the case in the 80s show, he's the best fighter. Really? He, he typically, he typically fights the, he typically wins the most in that, the, the episode in the 80s show called Splinter No More, where Splinter becomes human, and he kind of leaves the Togos for a bit. And it's a bit where they're trying to track down Shredder, and Shredder has this kind of, Machine that makes the turtles fight each other. Okay. And there's a moment in the 80 show that will never again, no other version of the turtles would ever use. So Leonardo and Michelangelo kind of square off against each other, and then Raphael and Donnie do. And Donat- and Raphael turns around and says something like, you know, watch where you're going, geek. And Donatello says, who are you calling geek, wimp? No other version of Donatello would call Raphael wimp. You know, so it's, yeah. it's things like that. Again, Raphael, if you want to, if you want to make if you want to really break it down, the 80s version of Raphael doesn't act like, like Raphael at all. When you were talking about them like squaring off against each other, it reminded me of that uh, uh, Vasquez um, short where the um, where Raph and... Uh, oh, Don, Don versus Raph? Yeah. <laughs> we're both equally matched in fighting. <laughs> but then to take that to another referential level, when, when Splinter and, and Rise calls Donnie the purple one. It reminds me when Steven said, I wish the purple one had would just spell more, more teeth more teeth than would be physically possible. <laughs> <laughs> I told you purple was funniest. <laughs> no no I thought purple was the funny, funny one. I, I told, told you, you guys I was the funniest. It's <laughs> good shit. But um yeah, I, once again, I forgot where I was going with that. Yeah, because I... What I, are we talking I about? Threw that off. Oh, yeah, this, so, again, so... Yes, the Turtles in Rise act differently from previous versions, but you want that. There was no point in making a new show if, let's just say, the Turtles acted exactly the same as they did in the Four Kids version. Yeah. It's like, what is the point? Yeah. You know? I agree. So, uh, So, know, I didn't really... I, that's what I was saying. I didn't really understand where why he was... The, the guy was saying that, like, the essence of the turtles was lost. And it's just like, I don't think you understand what that word means. Again, the only character I might agree with, just based on what, on what we've seen so far, is Spencer. But again, four episodes have been revealed. I think he's only in two of them. He has maybe, and this is being generous, maybe 19 minutes of screen time in both episodes. So, like, combined, you know? So we've barely seen them, but... Um, he's, he's the one character where I'm like... If I were to estimate... Yeah, I'd say 90 minutes 90 would take us. 90 minutes of screen time. But, um... So, yeah, aside from Splinter, uh, I, I think it's... I'm damn good really enjoying show. It. I'm really enjoying it. Damn, damn good show. So, yeah. I like how we... I think we just, we spent most... More time talking about Spider Man and Transformers in this episode. <laughs> I, think those, it was, but... I think it was about half and half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half was Spider Man, half was Transformers. Half of the bar. <laughs> turtles. Fuck turtles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to when it premieres so we can watch more of it. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else you want to add? Oh, one thing I did like the, the each of them. So. One thing that I always kind of like, I wouldn't say judge, more of um, I kind of use as a point of, okay, maybe I do do use it like as, as a judge thing. So, you know, one of the, it's in the name, they're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh-huh. so they kind of have to be somewhat confident in fighting, uh-huh. and... The one thing that bothered me about the uh, Michael Bay Turtles is that in the first one, they just got their asses kicked the entire time. 
there was no competent fighting in that whatsoever. No, I love And, like, they, you could have had, and I, th- I think the thing that disappointed me the most was there was that there was that scene where the joke is that they open the door and there's just a shit ton of Foot Clan yeah. uh, people, and then they immediately shut the door because they're like, oh, God! <laughs> um, so, like, that would have been a prime opportunity. Because, like, like, you know, they're low-level thugs, so they, they could have they just, like, whooped their butts. Well, so also, when, had... you, when you realize that in the, the net version, they're bulletproof, so, like, they pose no threat in yeah. any way, shape, or form. Um, so then you have... Um, in in Rise, I like how, and I don't I don't know if this was a thing in other iterations, but I like how in Rise they gave each of them different strengths in combat. So Mikey's like the most agile, and obviously Raph, which they've done before with Raph is like the bulky one. Raph is um, normally the. I mean, I think that's something they they really use in the video games. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I mean that makes sense. Um. And then you know Donnie's the most technical, and then Leonardo's kind of like the, the well-rounded, most is the most skilled type of thing. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. He's the most skillful, I would say, out of, out of the out of the four of them, he's the most skillful. Um, so yeah, it's, I, that was that was the thing that I one of the things that I liked was that combat-wise, they gave them defining traits as opposed to other versions where they're. Uh, I would say to a certain extent. Um, the Nickelodeon show gave them pretty distinct how they would fight type of thing where Raphael was the strongest Michelangelo was the craziest he would, he would just like do a bunch of backflips and spin the most type of thing Leonardo was just would win everything because the plot demanded it <laughs> um, you know which I guess that's that's one thing I'm liking about in this version Leonardo was not the leader because it means he hopefully he will not be pigeonholed into the just, I have to be the leader and win every fight. That's, I to me that gets really boring. About you know, I think I some of that. I think some of that comes from. Uh, I think some of that comes from the fact that you don't have a anchor point of uh, Splinter as like their sensei. So, because I think isn't most of the time Leo, Leo is like appointed as the leader by Splinter, right? Yeah, that's a great moment in the in the Nickelodeon. First episode of the Nickelodeon show where, like, after they lose their first battle and they have to, and April gets kidnapped, they have to go rescue her. At that point, they don't know who she is. Girl gets kidnapped, they don't go rescue her. And they're talking about, um, because in, in their first fight, they're not coordinated, and there's a nice moment where, like, okay, Penny Chava and Lena are actually stabbed Raphael on the show. Because, like, Spinter, I guess, did not train them to fight as a team, so they're, they're wildly disjointed. Mm-hmm. And Spinter goes, You need a leader. And uh, Leonardo goes, oh, okay, can I be leader? And Raphael goes, I should be leader because I'm strong. Because the Nickelodeon show opens with all four turtles having like a spy match, and Raphael is the winner of that. He, he defeats Leonardo. Okay. And then um, the Donatello goes, I should be leader because I'm smarter than all three of you put together. And then Michelangelo goes, I should be leader. And then looks at him and he just goes, no reason, I think I should be. <laughs> and then Spinter goes like, okay, no, I, I will meditate on this and I will get, I will get back with you soon. Closes the door. It's the opposite again. It's Leonardo. It's closing this door again. <laughs> um, so yeah, typically, he's appointed. You know, we don't, we don't always see that. Like in the um, the AT show and the Four Kids show, there's no like scene. It's just like it's just he's the lead, he's the leader. Yeah. Um, I think because most of the time, most of the time he just is. So I think that's kind of how they. That's the that's the skeleton of the show that they kind of. Like go off of, which is why I like Leonardo in the first season of of Nick Twelve, because he's learning to be a leader. At the start, they often know they often just ignore him. They don't like listen to him. And so there's that yeah. kind of episodes where he has... they do in the they, which is also what they do in um, at least the sequel to uh, Michael Bay Turtles. Yeah, I I thought Leonardo was written to be too much of a dick in, in um, Out of the Shadows. He's very yeah. unlikable mm-hmm. as a character in that one, which it, 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 I, I like because the thing they do in that his Leonardo's arc of like he has to learn to respect how his brothers work. They did that a lot better in different episodes of the of the first Nickelodeon cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so hopefully Leonardo will be able to grow as a character and not just I have to be the leader. Um, you know, again, Which I mean, you don't you don't necessarily like. He's not necessarily going to be boring 
if they make him the leader. But if you if you make him the stick in the mud leader, that's when which that's what they typically do to him. Yeah, and I know. it's it gets because he gets it gets to a point in the full kid so he gets insufferable. Yeah. I've, you've told me that before. There's an episode, that, that there's a two-parter in the Full Kid Show where Karai and the Foot invade the lair and defeat everyone. Huh. Like, the three of a turtle, Splinter, I think Casey Jones is there. Like, they get defeated. And Leonardo is, like, off doing something else. And then Leonardo comes in and single-handedly beats the Foot. And it's just like, you know? <laughs> like, maybe, maybe don't do that? You know? <laughs> uh, hmm. What? <laughs> So it's because in, in the first season of, of Nick 12, I'm not sure if this was done on purpose, but there's little moments where they hint at, I mean, it, it's it's most likely done for plot reasons, but Donatello is, is the best sometimes. Cause he is, so in the first season, they have Shredder's two main henchmen, uh, Dog Pound and Fishface, <laughs> which like most shows like this in the first season, those two are seen as a, as a credible threat. You get like the last season when there's all these other mutants and they're like a fucking joke. But in the context of that show, Donatello is the first character to defeat them both single-handedly. Hmm. In the episode where he's trying to rescue a character voiced by Roger Craig Schmidt. Something that joke. <laughs> um, and there's an episode where... Sounds a mutant. Yeah, I guess so. He's the freaky eyeballs. And then there's an episode <laughs> later on where um, in season two where Karai is trying to kidnap April, Donatello single-handedly defeats Karai. Which is something that I think Leonardo maybe did once before, but she typically beats them in fight. But I guess it's... You, you could, could also chalk that up to, because Donnie's the one who has the crush on April in Nickelodeon, right? Yeah, and also they make the point where Donatello has the biggest connection to the Pulverizer. Because there's a previous episode where uh, Donatello starts to train him. He very basically teaches some very basic martial arts so he won't get this, this shit get out of the streets. And Splinter says... You can do this, but he's your responsibility. There's also a great line where he's training the pulverizer, and he kind of wanders into Splinter's like room, and then he kind of goes, "Donatello, is this yours?" It's like, "Yes, sir." So he explains the situation. And Splinter just goes, "Donatello, this this boy has no um has no right learning our our um, our art." He looks at him, and just goes, "He is." A doofus. It's like hearing Splinter say that, cracking up every time he is a doofus. But um, but yeah, so I'm hoping there's something like that. So I'm the fight scenes have been pretty good. There's an episode you haven't seen yet where um, they they actually win. They actually flat out win a fight, which is nice. good for once. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Rise. I'm looking forward. It just got that. It just got. Officially greenlit for a second season before the first one even officially came out. Nice, which is good. Um, must have been very positive feedback to the uh, early episodes being revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ducktales did a similar thing when they put it on YouTube first, and then they, I think it was announced for a second season before the first one really started. Um, yeah, uh, no, I don't think they put it online. They they did that. They did that thing where they played it for like. 12 hours or something. And then, yeah, but, but then they, then put, they it put it online. online. I think Nickelodeon just, because they would do that occasionally with some of the shows, they'll premiere things online. So say with Turtles, there was a, there's a two-parter in season two called The Manhattan Project that they revealed online first. They put it on their website first before they aired it on TV. Hmm. It was Nickelodeon sometimes. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to Rise. Um, I, if they can keep it up as funny and as interesting as it is, um, I, I don't have a problem if this if they if they don't want to do an overarching narrative. That was one of my problems with uh, Nickelodeon Twelve. It would act like there's like these big overarching uh, like storylines, but then there's episodes which you could count as filler because it doesn't progress. Like fine episodes on their own right, but it's, if it's it's annoying when say you end on like a big cliffhanger. And then the next episode doesn't even acknowledge it or move the story yeah, forward. It's the the problem is that they and I, I I have this complaint with a lot of children's shows where it they don't give the audience enough credit. And I'm not just saying that because we're adults watching shows that are intended for children, which we shouldn't be watching in the first place. But yeah. shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's the fact that like in a situation like that. They're just like, eh, kids aren't going to care next week. 
it's uh it's, it's a it's an episode that has nothing to do with the previous I can't yeah exactly that's what I'm saying I'm fucking furious <laughs> so yeah so yeah everyone go check it out if we go onto the YouTube channel just type in Roy to be within schedule you will find the uh, first episode first episode just the first episode um, if you go on to uh, Nickelodeon.com or whatever the website it's is. Three more episodes. Three more episodes, yeah. Or if you know where to look, you can find them. <laughs> Why would you go illegally if they're they're free? I think they're locked. So it's a big thing. They're not locked. I guess on because I checked it on the first day. Uh-huh. Like the first, like the the other three episodes were locked. I had to go elsewhere to find them. But they have hmm. the one, but whatever. So yeah, everyone go watch them. If you don't, I don't care. Bye. Bye.